What's happening, Revheads? Welcome to the 21st episode of the Revcast. I'm Pastor Mike. I'm Pastor Bree. We doing something new today? I, I'm just trying it. It felt like it felt good. Was it not good? It's different. I'm so used to. Well, I'm still used to. Good morning, <laughs> Revheads, and and you don't do that anymore. So I'm just all no. confused. Nope. It's been a long time since you've done the Good Morning Revheads, but like I don't know when people are listening. Yeah. If we said good morning and they're listening in the afternoon or evening, that's just weird. It's like going to church, and every time you walk into church, people say good morning, even if yeah. it's you know the... seven o'clock at night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, folks. We are we are here and uh, we're doing stuff. We are. We're doing stuff. Actually, we're gonna do something different today. Uh oh. So so usually uh, we have this this banter piece where we talk and I don't tell a tell story. Tell them that's scripted. That just happens naturally yeah, totally, whenever we're together. Totally, totally, we yeah, just uh-huh. banter with each other. Yeah. No. So uh, part of what uh, what I thought made. Uh, uh, fun with faith. Uh, fun was was that it was that that personal element. We're telling, we tell stories about our kids, and we tell stories about us, and and that kind of thing. And that and that was that was great. And so I like bringing that into uh, the podcast format. Okay. Uh, but what I realized uh, last week is that I think in all twenty one episodes when we've done this kind of thing, it's always me starting the story. Because you're the talker oh, between know, the two of us. I know. Us. I know. <laughs> I sit here and make faces that the microphone doesn't pick up. That's right. <laughs> but but like, so I'm like, I know you have stories. I know I have you no have stories. I know you have nothing things has you, happened in my life. You perceive and things you experience and things that are uh, uh, fun and sad and happy and all all of that that stuff. And so I thought today it would be great on this episode. When when the podcast turns twenty one days, um, twenty one episodes, I thought it would be good if you uh, told a story. So I don't recall. <laughs> <laughs> and she's pleading the fifth, folks. No, so um, yeah, I'm going to tell a story that is not about me. That's allowed, right? Oh come on! You tell stories that are about the children all the time. All right, go ahead. So your mom. Oh no no no. <laughs> You can't tell stories about my mom. That's going to get me in trouble. I believe you're the one that suggested that this would make a colorful anecdote. For a sermon? Oh. No, go ahead. Okay. So your mom was going to church this morning, uh, going to uh, to hang out with... Hang with, with hang t- It's Tuesday. So it's tu- this is Tuesday. It's Tuesday when All we're right. recording. Right. Um, but there's coffee and fellowship and hanging out time and tuesday is also the day that kathy does all of her shopping for the wednesday community ministries meal that she helps with at mike's church so gold stars right we're building her up here she's (laughs) she's uh, hanging out at church on a weekday she's doing shopping she's cooking meals she's a good person she's a great person she uh she rolled through a stop sign though a little bit she did a little bit and she, and roll, she got she ca- got caught. Cal- California rolling stop, we call that. She got caught rolling through a stop sign, and it's very cute because they they said, uh, "Where where are you going in such a hurry that you couldn't uh, stop for the stop sign?" She said, "I'm going to church," and they thought it was so funny that this sweet lady said she was going to church, church on, on a Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> 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 that she got off she got off with a warning, but I'm worried now because yeah. the last time that your mother got in trouble with the law. 
<laughs> I don't know if you should say it that way, but okay. I like it. I like it. I like time, it. The last time the your last mother time received a moving violation. The last time trouble with the law. Well, no. So our girls used to do dance class back when we lived on the other side of the state. They yes. had a dance school that they absolutely loved, but it was it's in a the great next, place. It was in the next town over, and it was kind of a pain to get to. It involved some creative left turns. <laughs> um, yeah, it was stressful driving to the dance school. Yes. Which and is why I did most of it. Which is that. why Mike usually drove the kids to the dance school. When Mike couldn't drive the kids, I drove the kids. But occasionally, neither one of us could drive the kids. And so Grandma Kathy had to drive the kids to the dance school. And one of the times she drove, apparently she uh, she turned left. The last time she drove Well, the she kids turned to the dance left school. when the light was a little bit more red than yellow um, <laughs> and, and got called on it. And they did not accept her pleading, I'm driving to the church story. <laughs> I don't think she tried saying she, she was driving to the church then. She was very upset, though. She ended up getting a ticket. She refused after that to ever drive the kids to the dance school again. Or down that road. Or down that road. Yeah. yeah, she just would not drive on that road at all. So I'm concerned if this means she will no longer be driving to your church, she will no longer be volunteering at your so church, she will it, no longer have anything to do with your church because I'm, I'm uh, she guessing, has a bad feeling. <laughs> I'm guessing it depends on which stop sign she rolled through. She going to... Just drive a different way. Yeah. So if she if she rolled through a stop sign on uh, Kalamazoo here and like she she's never going to drive on Kalamazoo again, there there's another option. Um, are it, there stop signs on Kalamazoo? No, there are lights. Stop lights. Those I, are harder I, to roll through. Yeah. So I'm guessing if uh, if she took a, went up Kalamazoo, it may have been uh, uh, on one of the one streets, of those little through, backside through, through ziggly, the detours. Wiggly streets. We got detours right now, so. Um, but there are there are other ways uh, to get to Trinity, so I think it'll be okay. Yeah, so I had to drive the kids home from your church on Sunday because yeah. you had a meeting after right. church and Grandma had a meeting after church. So I drove up to church, and um, because I drove from my church to your church, it was a slightly different route than sure, I normally yeah. would drive. It probably took you all the way up to Breton. So I went to drive home from church the way that I normally would drive home from your church and uh-huh. ran into the construction. And there is no detour marked. There is yes, nothing. There is. No, there was no detour marked. I ended up driving down this scary can, alleyway. <laughs> can, I, can I tell you? I have been driving that like five or six times a week for the last three weeks, and the detour signs are there. If there's a detour, then it's way before you actually get it's to where at, the road is closed. It's at the stoplight on Franklin. Right I don't next, even right know next what that to, is. Right next to the X, XL Church. I just drove the way I always <laughs> drove, and I got stuck, and so we we made it home, but we had to drive down this scary little alleyway because there was say, nowhere in, to turn around. <laughs> in the year, in the almost year that we have lived here, oh, wow. uh, that, that section of Fuller... Uh, it's Hall. always has under construction. Under construction more than it hasn't been. And that, that just drives me nuts. And not like it's been under construction for a long time, but like it was under construction and then it wasn't. And, and then it was under construction yeah. and then it wasn't. Um, back and forth, back and yeah. forth. Yes. Yeah. Which is frustrating because I know one way to get to your church without having to use my map. <laughs> yeah. I know seven. Yes, because it's always under construction and you right. drive there every day. I do not drive there every day. So I know the best way to get there All and back, right. at least the, the most direct way, which is not lately the best way because it's still under construction. <laughs> and the first time I found it, it was under construction. You didn't tell me. So I got halfway there and then got detoured, which was uh, not awesome. So so the first time you tell a story, you, you talk about my mother's run-ins with the law. 
He said I couldn't I, talk about her planting sunflowers. That, oh, that's true. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. But she can't be planting sunflowers, then she's running in with the law. That's right. Well, and illegal sunflowers is like big business, so shh. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guess what? What? You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the hacks of life. Oh. The hacks of life. <laughs> Have you guessed? Have you guessed yet? That's right, friends. It's the illegal hacks, hacks of, of life. life. <laughs> it's the hacks of life. Uh, let's see if maybe there is a life hack for. Uh, well, we, well, we write through a stop sign. We write a life hack. We can add to the. Uh, what is this? A thousand life hacks or whatever it is that I got here in this book. Hey, life um, hack one thousand and one. Stop at the stop sign. And if you don't. Tell them you're going going to church. church. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Our life hack for uh, this week is uh, life hack number 158. Uh, Apparently, uh, uh, according to this book, (laughs) according to this book, uh, cauliflower dipped in barbecue sauce tastes almost the same as chicken nuggets, and it's way healthier. No. You don't think so? I think it has a taste of barbecue sauce (laughs) and if that is the dominant flavor you're going for then you're not worried about the vehicle that you're using yeah so like cooked cauliflower raw cauliflower that's what i'm wondering cooked raw cauliflower couldn't be it raw raw uh, raw cauliflower is just be way too hard too crunchy that 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 doesn't that doesn't track for me but like a cooked boiled roasted maybe that's a little softer that might no. No. <laughs> uh, well, that's your life hack for this week. Yes. Um, yeah. So last week, uh, our uh, scripture was the prodigal son. It was. Uh, nice, long scripture to read. Yes. Uh, how, uh, how did things go? I think things went well. I did a walking through of the story. I think last week I said, I don't want to do the older brother. So I didn't do the older brother, but I did. I kind of did all of the characters uh, walked through the story. Which is fun sometimes, especially with a long scripture, to just kind of retell the story and talk a little bit about this bit, talk a little bit about that deal and and, and this detail. Um, So yeah, I got a lot of of folks who said that it really resonated with them, which is always nice to hear. And a couple people who said, you've been looking at my life. connected with them somewhere yeah. how about when, you when, whenever that happens and everybody's like you've been you've been looking at my life i say yeah you throw a rock into a pack of dogs the one that yelps is the one that got hit yeah um and that that i learned from a from an old preacher a long time ago but anyway um so no i want to i wanted to say um so so y- y'all know when we're when we're debriefing on sermons we've actually read each other's sermons from the week before like like that's a regular thing no that it's do. secret um no you all know uh but I was uh, so there are lots of different ways that you can write sermons. You can uh, you can do you know your introduction, then you just get into your your biblical exegesis, and then like your application, and and that's that's one format. Um, what I really appreciated about yours this week is you took uh, these different sections, these different uh, these different images, these different tableaus from this particular. Uh, scripture, mm-hmm. uh, and you you discussed it, and then and then you brought the application to it, and you did the exegesis and and, and some some speaking around, and then and then you brought some application to it, and it and it was just like this this 
three parts or this uh, well six parts but it, it was it, it was a really nice flow thank you uh and i really appreciated uh, the 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 thought and the rhythm that that went into that so i did I have wanna... somebody say they were glad that they were able to go back and listen to it again online because yeah. they felt like there was a lot to absorb oh, sure so, yeah there was a lot there. there there is a lot there so uh so i thought mine went well um uh, people you know uh it, it's it's weird every every week i think uh this is this is gonna be the one that that like people people see the emperor just, has yeah, no clothes. Yeah, the emperor has no clothes. Like you um, never believe me when I say it's a good sermon. <sighs> say really? No, no, it's not. They're gonna find me out. It, so, so this this is this is a piece of my psychology that that I both love and hate. Um, I I I love it because it 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 doesn't give me. I, I refuse in my genes. I refuse to get a big head and think, oh yeah, I write really good stuff. Um, but it also makes me feel like anything I do is just going to be horrible. Um, and, and so, so like I, I, I want to try and find that balance where like, I've got, okay, this is okay. Um, but, but it's, but it's hard to do. So, uh, for, for mine, I, I did more of, uh, uh, did, did the intro story, did some of the, uh, the body of things. And I came back and I finished the, the intro story. Um, so what do you so mean by the intro story? So so I, I I tell a story at the beginning that I don't finish. Okay. Uh, the story leads into the scripture, and then I have my my exegesis and my discussion around what's happening, and then that rolls back into uh, finishing the personal the story, story, the personal that story that I was sharing. So got it. Um, so it, and it and it went well. Um, the the main premise was uh, talking about how. Uh, in the church, people say things that, that it doesn't matter what church you're at. You're going to have somebody who says, we've always done it, or we've never done it that way before. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have somebody who says, uh, I'm not getting fed here. Uh, and you're going to have somebody who comes up to you and says, I can't tell you who, Pastor, but some people yeah. are upset about X, Y, Z. Um, the, the, the anonymous end around. And usually what that is, is that it's, it's that person that's standing in front of you that's saying, I can't say who, but some people, they are the some people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I tell the story about that happening in response to, uh, in 2019, we did uh, Christmas Eve on tap at a bar, uh, as one of our Christmas service offerings. And it was fantastic. Um, but we, I, I got some flack from some people, air quotes, some people, uh, and, uh, and, and the whole, the whole idea came around to, um, this, this, uh, thought of, uh, this realization that both the prodigal who left and the older brother who stayed both wound up at the party, mm-hmm. both wound up with the father in the end. And it was just a much more difficult road for the younger brother, for the prodigal. Because he had to go from a place of, I deserve this money and to be able to go do my own thing, to the pit of despair and realizing, if I was a servant at my dad's house, I, I would at least have something to eat. Mm-hmm. But he still gets, but the, but the path is, is more difficult. In Jesus, the, the beginning of, of this section, there's, there's three parables there actually, but this beginning of this section is the Pharisees saying, oh, look at Jesus. 
look at him. He he eats with tax collectors and prostitutes. Um, that's just horrible. He shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the church person telling me that some people think the church shouldn't be having Christmas Eve in a bar. So that's that's where that connects. Uh, and then uh, I talked about all of those pieces with the prodigal and ground being level and all that, and then uh, came back and talked about, well, uh, some people, uh, I, this is how I explained it uh, in the meeting, and we still had the service, and it was fantastic. Lots of good things happened. Uh, to the point, like, had the pandemic not happened, we would have had Christmas Eve on tap in 2020, uh, and it just, it, like, it would have been a thing that we that we kept doing. Um, so, so, yeah. So it was, it was telling telling that story interwoven with the other story, and uh, I knew I knew people got it when uh, I'm greeting people after service, and I had uh, uh, one gentleman come up to me and said, "You know, Pastor, I can't tell you who, but some people really don't like the flower beds outside the front door." I <laughs> 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 appreciate that, and then uh, uh, I got I got emails from folks about. Uh, uh, some people may not tell you this, but we really appreciate your ministry. You know, just stuff like that where they like it that that Playing some people think it's stuck it it's stuck in so i really like that um and and yeah I, i'm going to work on the whole uh having a little more confidence when i'm writing things because this is the thing right is i've i've wanted to do i've had uh, this desire to write a uh 365 day daily devotional mm-hmm. um and i have i've pretty much figured out that i can uh take a lot of the things, update a lot of the things that I've written uh, over the last several years for bulletins or newsletters or other things because they, they have a devotional quality to them because that's the way I like to write. Uh, and I can put them, and I'm, I'm probably at that point going to be very close to having a, a, a completed thing, but I keep I keep coming up against this like, yeah, I'm, I'm not good enough. Hmm. Um, and I got I to gotta get, gotta get past it. So my plan is we have, uh, uh, we, we've taken the week after Thanksgiving off, um, or sorry, the week after Easter. We've taken the week after Easter off, and uh, I don't have to preach that following Sunday. And I think part of what I want to do with that time, we can't go anywhere because Michaela's got her her school play, uh, which, which is fine. We, we didn't really need to go anywhere, but just we're going to be home. And I think part of what I want to do with that time is is actually start putting that stuff together. I'm not sure you know what the meaning of time off is. Yeah, but that's a project I want to do. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Ha- I don't know what the meaning of time <laughs> off is. From you, is you, you love are, what you do you too are, much. You are absolutely right. When I told when I told folks, oh yeah, we're taking this uh, this week with staff meeting. Yeah, remember I'm taking this week off. They're like, but are you really? <laughs> are you really gonna gonna not work? And they're probably right. So anyway, um, so we are uh, we are in uh, heading up to week five here of Lent. Wow, that's terrifying. I know. Uh, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I mean, I'm grateful that Easter is coming, but Holy Week is going to be a special yes. kind of challenge. Yes. Uh, and not only that, but um, I'm getting emails. I have I have a class this weekend, and I had a reminder email come in that like I have to have uh, some reading and writing done by tomorrow and that I'd forgotten about. And yeah, so it's, it's just going to be jam-packed uh next couple of weeks all right so that's the podcast thanks for listening no 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 all right so uh 
so we are uh, we are in week five of Lent, um, and our uh, our scripture for this week, the lectionary scripture. We are both on lectionary, and this was another one that I that I switched over. Um, the the scripture I had was was just the chapter before this uh, in John eleven. Uh, and it was the whole telling of uh, Lazarus' death and, and resurrection. Do you remember one year I did an entire Lent just on John 11? I think so. It was fun. Like I made a joke the year before. There's a whole season's worth of yeah. sermons just in the raising of Lazarus. And so the next year I was like, I bet I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's <clears throat> right. So uh, that was that was what was in uh, uh, Wondrous Encounters from Richard Rohr was John 11. And uh, uh, the lectionary is John 12, and honestly, what made me switch was, was the fact that I, I have more resources available uh, when it comes to worship planning for John 12 than John 11. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah, so here we go. This is, uh, this is our scripture from, from John chapter 12, uh, verses 1 through 8. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, the home of Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. There they gave a dinner for him. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those at the table with him. Mary took a pound of costly perfume made of pure nard, anointed Jesus' feet, and wiped them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, the one who was about to betray him, said, Why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and the money given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He kept the common purse and used to steal what was put into it. Jesus said, leave her alone. She bought it so that she might keep it for the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. This is our word from the Gospel of John today. This is always a challenging oh, scripture. Oh my gosh, yes. There are so many aspects here. Part of it is I always wonder about Judas and how much is just character assassination after the fact. Like we know <laughs> by this point Judas betrayed Jesus, and so let's just pile on how right. horrible of a person he Not is. Not only did he betray, betray Jesus, but he was a thief, too. He was a thief, yes. And he probably rolled through stop signs on the way to church. He probably did. He probably did. Um so I always, I just always wonder that detail that's in there, if that's historically, factually accurate, or if that's people looking back, you know, going, we should have seen, how could so, we not see the road that Judas was on? And Yeah, so we know, we know that uh, uh, John was, was the latest written gospel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also know the way it's laid out, it is laid out with a whole lot more intention um, it, it definitely had its destination in mind uh, mm-hmm. when it was written. And so, yeah, there, there, is, a, there is a good chance uh, that there was some, we, we need to just make sure people understand just how horrible Judas he's, was. He's the bad guy. Don't want you to miss that. Yeah. He's the bad guy. I think, I think, too, this scripture often causes us to struggle with the, the statement that Jesus makes right at the end. You always have the poor with you, um, but you don't always have me. This idea that uh, it comes across as poor always going to be poor. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. So why bother trying to do anything about it at all, right? We could certainly argue Judas had a point. Sure. This is uh, 
this is a costly, extravagant expenditure, or, or we might even say this is a waste that uh, what Mary is doing. Um, I mean, if she wanted to anoint his feet, she could have anointed his feet without using a pound of costly perfume. Like, right. this is this is wasteful over and above and beyond. Um, and so Judas asking, is this really the best use of our resources? Like, there's some merit to that. And we need those people in our church meetings who will ask, is this a good use of our resources? Um, but Jesus comes back around and goes, well, sure, this is a good use of our resources. <laughs> you know, I... <sighs> I, I wonder if that's really what Jesus is saying, though. Okay. Because here's the thing. She's already broken the jar, right? It's, it's, a, already, it's already it's, done. It's already poured. No weeping over poured perfume. Well, and... Yeah. And and here is here is Judas, one of the men, uh, saying something that is quite possibly going to make Mary feel like dirt. Just like junk. Here she is doing this thing that she thinks is... Uh, is honoring and anointing and 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 loving towards Jesus, mm-hmm. and Judas is like, "Woman, you're doing it. What wrong. a waste, you know." And and making her feel bad. And maybe maybe Jesus is like, "Hey, hey, 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 hey. What she's doing, she's doing with her for you know, and just just bringing it back so she's not like feeling bad. I, like I I I kind of this this whole this whole scripture to me, um is just one of those scenes that is, uh, it's, I don't want to say it's odd, but it is, it because it's not, it, it's it's odd in relation to uh, the story the gospel tells, but it is, it is utterly familiar. Mm. Because Jesus is at a friend's house for dinner. Yeah. Um, this is, this is about as, is common and ordinary a setting you're going to find Jesus. He's not performing a miracle. He's not feeding the 5,000. He's not raising anybody from the dead. He's not healing the sick. He's not confronting the Pharisees. He is at a friend's house for dinner. Um, and it, it, is, it is just this, this tiny little glimpse uh, into uh, it, it kind of kind of behind the scenes maybe of things and and giving us this this idea this notion that that uh, that people uh, in particular in this case Mary uh, Mary as as a disciple as a follower of Jesus may have been even a little more perceptive uh, than than the men who who are thinking revolution and she, she knows where this is heading. She's been paying attention because if we remember uh, back in in Luke when we we're hearing about Martha and Mary, uh, Martha is busying herself in the kitchen and doing all of the things uh, and gets upset because Mary is just sitting at Jesus' feet and listening. Um, but but Mary's listening helps her to know mm-hmm. to know what's coming and to to do this anointing. Um, and Jesus even then says, "I'm not taking away this thing from her because she's chosen the better thing." Mm-hmm. Um, and, and here too, she is choosing uh, not to be doing the preparations and not to, uh, sell the perfume and, and, and give the money to the poor. Um, but she's still at Jesus feet. She's still listening and she's uh, very much beginning her, her grief and her mourning, uh, of, of what she knows to come because she's been listening. 
I think it's interesting that you said, you know, this is this is the most ordinary setting that we're going to find Jesus in, because I was about to say, this is such a unique and unusual moment that we find sure. Jesus no, in. No, it is. Because we're, we're, we're suspended in between that miracle that just happened in John 11, right? Mm-hmm. Lazarus, the dead guy, is sitting at the dinner table, and his sisters went on this whole journey with Jesus around d- denial and bargaining and right. guilt, and if you had been here, this would not have happened, um, and then their their brother came back to life, and now they're sitting down to dinner. Very true. That and, it is, and you're days away from Passover. You are days away from Jesus dying in Jerusalem. Like you, it's this this moment suspended in the story between death and life. And this this is not. I don't think this is just an ordinary dinner. And I think part of if if words. <laughs> words out of my mouth. Um, I, I'm, I'm trying to put myself in Mary's point of view. If you are Mary and your brother has just been raised from the dead and you've been listening, as you said, you've mm-hmm. been listening, you've been paying attention, you have, maybe you don't know exactly what's happening, but you know things are happening. Jesus is on this road. Maybe you even heard him one of those gazillion times he talked about where this road was taking him. Why would you not bring the best thing that you have as a gift, an offering of of gratitude, of thanksgiving, of care, um, like trying to return in some small way that amazing gift that has been given to your family? And I also like to think of how, if you think, like, I can't even think think of that much perfume and how much it must stink. Um, I'm not a perfume person, <laughs> but uh, all right, let's call it a pleasant aroma. Let's, let's just assume that this is a pleasing aroma, but that much perfume is going to stick with you Yeah. Um, through the days that follow as Jesus is abandoned, is forsaken, is taken to the cross. Does he still smell the perfume? Does it still linger on him? Does he still mm. remember this moment and this this gift that Mary gives him of caring for him and reminding him that there are people who are grateful, there are people whose lives he has changed, there are people who love him, um, that he is he he may feel alone and abandoned in that moment, but he is not alone and abandoned. Um, and again, it comes back to the women, right? The women were the one who stood watch after the men had drifted away. Yeah. I don't want to read too much into the story, but... No, so it, it is. It's very interesting because because I read this... Uh, if, you, it, it, if you read it as a standalone, it's very normal. Yeah. It's very whatever. Um, but you're right. In, in the context of Jesus just raised Lazarus from the dead... Uh, you you expand that greater context. It is still a very ordinary thing, but it is uh, simultaneously extraordinary um, because of uh, the the people that are there, because of uh, the things that have that have just happened. Uh, and you're you're I I agree the uh, the perfume in this case um, makes makes a whole lot of sense. Um, you know, uh, they, they were mad at Jesus at one point after Lazarus died. Mm-hmm. If you had just been here, he wouldn't have died. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, just 
Especially knowing from the telling of the story, Jesus dragged his feet. He, he could did. have been there. He did. And and so so yeah, this this miracle, this this great thing that happens, uh then leads into the dinner. Um Yeah, it is you know, it's kinda like um you know, we 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 do worship on Sunday morning, and I don't I don't know exactly. Well, I know for you, it 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 can it can uh, be be a bit draining for the introvert in you, um, to to just all of the uh, everything that goes on, uh, and it doesn't mean you don't like it. It just means it drains your batteries. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm not saying you don't, you don't like worship. It on fills Sunday. up my batteries in a different way. Yes. than it does yours. Yes. Um, but me, like I come from from worship, and there's great music, and and hey, this the sermon actually preached, okay, and and all, and I'm f- feeling really good. But then I, I I still come home, and it's just a normal thing. I come mm-hmm. home, make lunch, uh, you know, uh, take a nap on the couch. Like like it's it it is these extraordinary moments, um, are also followed up by by these ordinary ones. Yeah. Um, and what makes this moment extraordinary uh, is, is yeah, this resurrection of Lazarus, this, uh, this previously dead man sitting at the dinner table um, with, with, uh, with Jesus who is about to die and be resurrected. Spoilers. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting balance for me. Like I feel the uniqueness in the, in the, the the wonderful tension in the moment um but it's also that that just that that normality uh, of sitting down to dinner with friends um and and in this case uh yeah this is the last time he's going to be in bethany and you know it's it, yeah it reminds me a little bit like like as we're as we're walking through uh jesus you know, setting his his uh, his sights on Jerusalem, and he knows it's coming. Uh, kind of reminds me of like uh, uh, David Tennant's farewell, where he, <laughs> in Doctor Who, when like he goes around and and does favors or nice things for for all his friends throughout places, and uh, just that that final goodbye tour kind of mm-hmm. deal. Um, it kind of kind of gets that feel to me sometimes there, but uh, yeah, I. Uh, I actually I have no idea how I'm going to preach this this week. Yeah, I don't know where I'm going. I there's so many ways that I f- this story could go. I feel like I'd like if if we're just dealing with uh, the dinner and the perfume and you just being a horrible person, uh, it, we could we could figure something out. Um, the piece that always in this uh, brings me. Uh, consternation is is the the poor you'll have with you always Mm -hmm. um it seems like a very very unjesusy thing to say um yeah i I, and i feel like i feel like if if i'm gonna read that in worship if that's that because that's where that ends that's the last thing in that passage that people hear uh, I feel like, like you got to speak to that. Yeah. Um, and this is it's it's not an easy thing to unpack. Uh, 
at all. <laughs> well, remember, remember, this is still the same Jesus that feeds the crowds. Sure. This is still the same Jesus that takes an offering that should not have been able to feed all of those hungry people uh-huh. and uses it to feed all those hungry people. And so it's possible that he thinks with a different economy than we do. And the question is not, do we feed the poor? The question is, what is most necessary in this moment? Right. You think of a wedding celebration. You think of a funeral service. You think of, you brought up Thanksgiving by accident, but you think <laughs> of Thanksgiving, right? There are days for feasting. Yep. There are times to be extravagant. There are times when we show our love by going the extra mile, by doing the thing that doesn't make sense. Look at you. You but that I, I that doesn't mean just, that you just fixed it in my head for me. That doesn't mean that we don't the rest of the time <laughs> consider others, right? You just fixed it for me. Aw. That was it was a very nice realignment of perception. Thank I like you. that. Thank you. Yeah, but it, um, it is it is worth wrestling with. It, no, absolutely, and uh, and it and it's not. There's a there's another translation I read today. Uh, um, one of uh, one of my uh, folks at, at Trinity, uh, they stumbled across uh, their her her dad stumbled across years ago uh, the James Moffat translation. Are you mm. familiar with that? No. Um, it is. It is an interesting translation. It is kind of along the Elizabethan King James kind of thing, but but not in a pompous way. Um, and she brought she brought the her her copy of this Bible uh, today to show me, and uh, and I read a few passages. And it's utterly beautiful, it's just fantastic. And so uh, I'm reading. I, I decided, oh, I'm going to look at the scripture for this week uh, and see see how how it renders it. And and that that last uh, you the the poor line uh, says uh, uh, then Jesus said let her alone let her keep what she has for the day of my burial you have always the poor beside you but you have not always me mm. and I think the the addition of the beside you uh, f- for me speaks very much uh, to. Uh, Jesus' intention of of, uh, of of what you were talking about, being consistent in our ministry with the poor, the oppressed, uh, the disenfranchised, being consistent and being being in that work, um, but also recognizing that that there are feast days. But even when there are feast days, uh, the poor we will have beside us, mm-hmm. um, and and. And needing to take care. There's also there's also part of where my head goes before your your helpful realignment uh, was was maybe it's it is just a, uh, a a profound understanding of human nature um, that that as long as uh, there is an economy based on wealth, based on money and property and things like that. There's always going to be poor. Um, not that it has to be that way, but the 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 one thing we we have seen that that uh, Jesus wasn't able to do is change everybody's mind. Yeah. Um, 
and and that comes down a lot to to free will and all all those other conversations um but there's there's this uh to me it almost feels like an acknowledgement that um that we're always going to have work to do we're always going to have work to be about because um the the we don't have the ability to change everybody's mind at the same time uh to get everybody pulling in the same direction we wish we could that's we pray for it we wish we could all be uh pushing for if we were all uh pushing for justice uh we would run out of injustice very very quickly um and if we were all pushing for uh, uh, uh there to be no food scarcity uh, that everybody who who wants to eat can eat um and we're all pulling in that direction uh, it wouldn't take long before uh, malnutrition and starvation were wiped out um but there's there's this acknowledgement i think uh that we're always going to have work to do and and we just keep we keep pushing we keep we keep pulling in 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 the right direction as best we can um and and we continue uh to move and work to change uh people's minds one person at a time because that's 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 really all we can do yeah. um that kind of that kind of feels kind of dark and depressing right now like, like oh I, I, I want everything to be better but um but it's it, it to me it's also it is it is that we just need to keep working. We need to keep doing it. We need to keep moving. This is why ministry is important. This is why our our justice ministries are important. This is why when we uh, are helping to feed people, it's important um, because these are the things that can make a difference, and these are the things that can start to change minds and start to change perceptions. And I mean, we 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 do get to a point, and 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 I will I can can argue both sides of whether it was good or bad, but we do get to a point where. Uh, Christianity goes from being uh, an illegal, strange sect uh, to to the religion of the empire. Um, there, there is a point where where the minds get changed that can change things. Um, in in terms of uh, economy and justice and things. So, yeah, yeah. I still have no clue what I'm gonna preach. <laughs> We'll see where the spirit goes. Yeah. So, so, uh, uh, what are you? Where are you feeling? Like, if you if you had to preach this uh, today? Oh my gosh. Um, what, if what I had on? to preach it today, I think I would preach on um, Judas having the nerve to tell Mary that she's loving Jesus wrong. Nice. That she's worshiping the wrong way. Nice. And that uh, that arrogance and that judgment that we have towards one another where we police one another's worship rather than pulling alongside each other and doing ministry together. I like that. I don't know if that's where I'll end up, but if I had to preach it in five minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, if you don't end up there, I might take that. No, uh, <laughs> we may both end up there. Um, and it And it started here, so... Uh, no, I, if, if I'm doing it in five minutes, uh, based on our conversation around today, I, I like the, the idea of, of some days our, our worship needs to be irrational. 
Yeah. Uh, some days our wor- or not irrational, extravagant. Yeah. Sometimes our worship has to be extravagant. We have to just cut out cut out the rationality and and give our best because uh, we have because of our blessing because of what we've seen because of what we've heard because of what we felt uh, in our connection to God. I think sometimes we need to do that. Um, and, and, and that doesn't mean we forget the poor. Um, uh, but it, but it does mean that sometimes it's okay when, when we need to do a, an outpouring of, uh, celebration and, and feasting and things. Yeah. And the, and the thing, the thing to remember, um, in this situation, I think is that, is that Mary is not doing something for her. Yeah. She's not. She's not taking that she's in. Taking in anointing. a bath in her right. perfume. <laughs> she's not anointing herself. She's anointing Jesus. She's she's worshiping Jesus. She's not uh, anointing herself, and she's not worshiping herself, and she's not uh, uh, not self centered in this moment. Um, in this moment, her uh, her worship, her focus is is where it should be. Um, in that moment, uh, and I think. I think maybe that's that's kind of the uh, it's it's a moment. It's mm-hmm. understanding the moment. So I'll probably come up with something. Uh, you always I mean, do. I, I usually do. It's just not always what you think you're going to do when you and, uh, sit down on Tuesday. Yeah, and it's, it's, some of these things are just they're they're hard. Yeah. Because uh, I've done the th- I've done the Judas thing. Um, I did it when we when we toured Trinity and and I was showed a piece of art. Uh, that got appraised at lots and lots of money that the that the that the church has, uh, and my immediate thought to myself was the first time the church tells me we don't have money for some type of important ministry, justice ministry, something, uh, I'm pointing at that painting. Uh, I'm pointing at that piece of art um, because, like, that's that's our that's our costly perfume right there. Yeah. Um, that that we could very much sacrifice to do a lot of good. Um, so anyway, I've, I've had that moment. I've had, Judas. I've had that Judas moment, but, but it's not like I want to steal from the common purse. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's giving Judas the benefit yeah, of the doubt, giving Judas the benefit of the doubt and not, uh, uh, the disciple that Jesus loved, uh, hindsight. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So and that might also be an, a, an interesting angle. Is is that you know? Um, let's take it face value that it was uh, it was John the Revelator who wrote uh, the Gospel of John, and it's you know sixty years down the road uh, from these events, mm-hmm. and uh, you know you imagine uh, at the time finding out it's Judas and and Judas killing himself and and all of those things. And then as you have time, years and years and years of thinking through that and just how much worse Judas becomes in your mind. Yeah. Um, it, it's an interesting uh, interesting thought. I don't know that I'm going anywhere with that, but yeah. it's an interesting thought. Hindsight so, certainly colors our it, memories it and how does. we tell the story. But it also, like, so it all, with, with, with the resurrection, it also makes me feel like maybe it shouldn't have been colored quite so bad. Um, you know, anyway, yeah. All right. <laughs> so that, that's, that's it folks. Uh, that's it for the podcast today. We, uh, we are very happy you joined us. 
I want to invite you to like, share, comment, subscribe, all those things. Help people know how to find us and uh, how to access all of this uh, wonderful content that uh, that we produce and try to make sense out of in a sermon. Uh, so, yeah, uh, until next time, uh, I'm Pastor Mike. I'm still Pastor Bree. Still? Still. All right, friends, God loves you. There's nothing anyone can do about it. Peace.